If we want the children and grandchildren in our lives to carry their faith into adulthood, then we ought to be helping them fall in love with God's Word. And one of the best ways for kids to do this and keep His Word in their hearts is through the gift of music. I'm Charles Morris, and this is the Great Stories Podcast, where we take some of the best conversations from Haven today and share it here with you in its entirety. And today we're doing it a little differently. Instead of me asking the questions, I'm handing the mic over to David Woolen, the new president and host of Haven Today, so that you can listen to a conversation he had with Adam Wright of the Corner Room. Adam is a worship leader, songwriter, and father who has set powerful Bible verses to music. His album is called Remember and Proclaim, and every song is taken word for word from Scripture in a way that's easy for kids and easy on the ears of parents and grandparents. But more than just putting scripture to music, Adam also wants families to use songs like these to inspire spiritual conversations and cultivate an atmosphere of ministry inside a home. And as a father of young children himself, I know it's something close to David's heart. To hear more of the music, listen to some samples at haventoday.org, where we also have the album available as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries. More on that later. For now, let's get started and listen in to this great conversation between David Wolin and Adam Wright. All give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. All give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever, for His steadfast love Well, this is Haven Today. I'm David Wolin. My toes are tapping. How could they not after a song like that? And with me is the real person behind that music. I've only known him until today as The Corner Room, but now I got to meet the man behind the curtain. This is Adam Wright. Welcome to Haven Today. Thanks so much for having me and uh, allowing me a chance to share uh, with you guys about the, the music and ministry we're doing. Yeah, we're excited about that. And speaking of ministry, you're the Minister of Music at Cahaba Park Church, Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, that you were saying that you've been doing that for, what now, 15 years? Fifth, it'll be 15 years in August. It's hard to believe. Oh, that's great. And uh, so you've, you've been involved in church music, but you're doing something else on top of that, right? It's been maybe an album a year, if I've got my uh, math right. Pretty much. I think I had one year I was I, uh, I took a little bit of a break because it was a bit of a sprint getting, getting all this music out. But uh, it's something I love to do. I'll tell you really quickly just kind of how the church ministry and the, the, and the corner room connected. Please do. Part of my job here at the church is to plan our weekly worship services. So I'm planning the liturgy, uh, the passages we're using for call to worship and confession and assurance and choosing the songs we're singing. And so 2013, our pastor was going to do a sermon series on the Psalms. Say that 10 times fast. And uh, I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate the uh, psalm that he was going to preach in the service. And so I uh, googled kind of scripture songs, scripture to music, and I found a few things, but nothing that really kind of fired me up. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to sit down and try and do it. So uh, at the time, I had a we had a uh, less than a one-year-old. Uh, I put her down for uh, for uh, to go to sleep, and I sat down with my Bible and my guitar and my voice memo and 
tried to set Psalm 1 to music, and it probably was one of the most richest times, richest times in Scripture I've ever had hmm. because it was kind of forcing me to use my uh, kind of the musical interpretation of what the text was saying. You've got to kind of d- dive deep into what the psalmist is actually getting at to try to faithfully recreate a, a, a score for it, if you will. Yeah. And so uh, by the end of the two-hour period, I had... Uh, a, a rough version of it. The following Sunday, uh, Murray preached Psalm 1, and me and the team sang Psalm 1 before he preached it, word for word. And I remember the the thing that, that struck my pastor about it so much, he looked over at the music stands, and we weren't looking at music. We actually had the Bible open, and we, mm. were, we were singing from, from Scripture to our people. And so uh, that just kind of began this process of writing more psalms to music, um, and I really found a joy and a passion in it and just decided to continue to do it. Uh, so two years later, um, we ended up in this at this property. It's an old house, and there's, there's three floors at this old house. It's a very unconventional kind of church building. Huh. But on the second floor, there are these two rooms that nobody was using for anything. And so I asked them, I started recording. I was like, could I, could I turn one of these into a studio? And they said, well, sure. And so I, actually I'm sitting in it right now, but this is the corner room. It's in the corner of the house. Okay. And so I thought, you know, that has a name for the ministry. We'll just call it the, <laughs> the place, the local, the, the exact place where this stuff is made and, and written and recorded. That's good. I thought there was going to be a, a Bible story behind that one, but that, that works for me. <laughs> no biblical significance to the name, unfortunately. Let's talk. Let's talk about uh, the this this niche that you're in of scripture songs, uh, and it's hard to set scripture to music, isn't it? I mean, it, we have these um, the the way that we are, expect pop songs to be written with with lyrics that rhyme and, and certain cadences, and and there's a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus, and there's got to be a bridge. But we'll don't worry, we'll come back to the chorus, and that's our a lot of our worship songs are written that way, but you really can't do that if you're going just straight through scripture. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I mean, I think people, when they listen to music, there is a form that's really recognizable. And that's really important in my process of trying to kind of maintain that, you know, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, or whatever, however long the song is going to be, because that's familiar to people. Right. So there's a, there's a familiarity to it um, that you want to strive for. Uh, but then there's also, I think, the artistic interpretation, and that's that's something I really care a lot about. I mean, it's almost like a pastor uh, preparing a sermon, so he's really like considering the text from all angles. Historically, yes. he's trying to figure out exactly what makes this passage tick and how he's going to best communicate it. And I think there's like a almost like a pastoral process and like and and even creating music for these things where. Yeah. It's not just music for the sake of music, but it's how, how can we make it singable, hopefully, um, and ho- how can we help it to stick kind of in our hearts and our, our heads and our, and our mouths as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've then been giving this to your church now for years, and you've done lots of songs, multiple albums, and your church is is singing these these songs then. It's not just something you're listening to. They're singing this Sunday to Sunday. They are. It's and it's you know I I, I kind of didn't I didn't think that was possible at first. Hmm. I was like, this is no way. There's no wow. way this is going to happen. And I actually did try. It was it was pretty funny. I wish I had a recording of it to share with you. But I actually tried to do Psalm eight in its entirety one Sunday. This was years ago. It did not go well at all. It was terrible. <laughs> like it was mass confusion. Um, and I was you know anyway it was it just didn't go well. But these shorter passages that are on this kids album they really work. 
Um, We use Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. We use that as kind of an assurance of pardon all the time, and we're singing that together. Yes. Uh, We're singing Revelation 22, 20, and 21, the last two verses of of the Bible, that uh, talks about Jesus' promise to come again and, and uh, that he sh- surely he's coming soon. And then we respond with an amen, come Lord Jesus. And so I think there these shorter passages, there really is a an intersection in corporate worship and scripture songs. And I, I want to continue to explore that more and more. That's so neat. Well, I've been here in this chair at Haven for a short time now, but it really I'm, on my first day recording the first program, coming onto this program with with Charles Morris, and I was asked if there was a special verse that I, I wanted to share, a life verse, if you will, and uh, and I said, well, it's it's got to be Galatians 2.20, and and someone just pulled up your song, and, and I, I heard it, and I said, oh, that's it. That's that's perfect. Mm-hmm. We're going with that. So uh, I feel like I feel like your music's a little bit a part of uh, just my own experience of coming into Haven and special to me for that reason uh, alone. Been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live, in the flesh I live by faith, in the Son of That's it. Galatians 2.20. It was already in my head, but this music's putting it in my heart today. Thank you, Adam, for your work on that. And that's just one of the tracks on this wonderful album, Remember and Proclaim, which is a kid's album, right? Uh, and you've got, a, you've got a couple of kids of your own. I do. I've got two uh, little cherubs. Nora is 10 and Jill is 7. Oh, that's and, great. And uh, just... Love them to death. And, and, you know, one really exciting thing about this, uh, I was able to include both of them on this project. I was going to ask. So I had both of them. You'll hear them. You'll hear them in the background going, hey, or, you know, there's like, (laughs) you know, there's like some kid voices. Um, One of the songs also that really uh, it serves me and encourages me all the time is Isaiah 4110. Uh, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, such a such a such a powerful promise, but such a tender promise as well. And so I had my she was then she was two. She was two years old mm-hmm. singing this song, and uh, I mean I, I I can't even talk about it without almost weeping, but just that little voice that just constantly reminds me, an adult with fears and with anxiety and with doubt and all these kinds of things, she's constantly reminding me of what's true, that God is with me. I mean, we, we forget all the time God's the, 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 the promise of God's presence mm. and uh, how, how encouraging and comforting that is. And so my sweet little two-year-old, well, seven-year-old now, but she was too, uh, reminding me of that truth is just really a powerful, a powerful thing.
This is Haven Today, and I'm David Wolin. And that song was straight out of Isaiah 4110 on the album Remember and Proclaim from the Corner Room. And we have this album available for your gift to support Haven Today. Well, we're excited about the, the week that we're spending here with you, enjoying your, your music, which is ministering to us. But I know your music has even ministered back to you. You were saying a moment ago that one of these songs in particular connects to something significant that happens in your life. And I have a, I have a hunch this is a story that both I and a lot of our listeners can connect with. I turned 40 this year. Uh, as you get older, I think you're just more aware of how broken you are <laughs> and uh, how broken things are around you. And I think sometimes that can cause some, some major anxiety. Uh, I had an opportunity to go share uh, at a church. Uh, for, it was Corner Room. They wanted me to come and share about the ministry and do kind of a concert. And um, it was kind of one of those moments. I was like, who, who am I to do this? I mean, I'm not, I'm not qualified to do this. I've never been to seminary. I have no training and teaching and that kind of thing. It was just this really crippling, overwhelming, mm. like I just kind of felt numb inside. It was, mm. it was odd. I've never experienced anything like that before. But again, I, I kind of came back to, in these scripture songs, gosh, while I'm writing them, while I'm recording them, I mean, I've wept in this very room um, mm. setting some of these passages to music because inside me, deep inside, in, in, in the brokenness in my own heart, I see, gosh, this is so, this is a hope. And I can yeah. cling to this in moments that are really, really hard. Um, and so this, this, this song, Isaiah 4110, which my uh, youngest daughter sang uh, on the album, mm. just constantly reminds me of uh, God's presence with me, walking yeah. into really difficult things. He's not going to leave me or forsake me. Uh, I am weak. Yeah. And that's often, that is the best place I can be. When I'm weak, then then I'm strong. Uh, as we got uh, closer to the event, I felt I feel like that was kind of a prayer of mine, uh, just remembering that promise, clinging to it. Mm. So that by the time we got there and I pulled up and we walked in the building, there just wasn't there was an anxiety. There was just a peace about the whole thing. And um, I think I think a lot of it was, again, just coming back and remembering God's with me in this. Yes. I'm, I'm old. I'm like 40 years old, but God is with me in this. <laughs> he's, he's with me in my my weakness, my frailty, uh, my brokenness, my all, all insecurity, all of the things. He is, he's with me. And it just kind of created so much peace. Um, and went in and had a great time uh, serving those people, ministering to them, and, and getting feedback afterwards. People just were very, uh, they were just very encouraging about the way these scripture songs had spoken to them and encouraged them. Uh, and so this song kind of reminds me that, uh, you know, God walks with me into, into the hard things that uh, I encounter in life. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know testing of your faith produces steadfastness count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect count it all joy from the corner room Remember and Proclaim album and a word-for-word song from James, chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. Adam, that song got you excited when you wrote it, didn't it? <laughs> it, it might just be my favorite. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of the black sheep. Like, there's not really any other song on the album that's like that stylistically, uh, instrumentally. 
it's just very different. But I also love as I as I read that passage and was starting to kind of put it to music. I mean, the word that stood out to me was just joy. Uh, I think when you look over it, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Trials, uh, anybody can relate to that. And often I find myself in a trial. It's easy to be to not really think about it as an opportunity for joy. Mm. It's, it's an opportunity for just kind of sitting in it, being discontent or complaining about it. But man... That's not what James says, you yep. know, count it all joy. And I wanted the music to kind of exude um, a joy that we might feel even in a really difficult circumstance. Well, you certainly accomplished that. But I'll tell you what, black sheep is the last term that I would use to describe that wonderful song. That's great. <laughs> well, Adam, I've got a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, uh, both girls as well. So kind of right in that same um, time of, of being a parent with you. And, uh, you, you can make me tear up too, just thinking about, uh, the, the beauty of seeing God's word start to get planted in their hearts and it begins to, to, that those seeds begin to, to grow and you get to see it as a parent and putting God's word, hiding God's word in your heart is part of that. Did these songs help your kids memorize scripture? They did. We, we did. So this album, I was working on it right in the middle of COVID 2020, I mean, which was a challenging time mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, they, they're kind of my guinea pigs. I mean, if I write a song, they're the first ones to hear it. I'll bring it home and I'll play it for them. And part of it's kind of an experiment to see, can we, can they get this? You know, if my kids can sing it and they can get it, then most, most likely other kids can too. And so uh, they, they're kind of, they kind of get to hear it firsthand. And then I make tweaks and, and try to make it more singable or uh, more inviting. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that, that season in 2020, we were at the house a lot, and I was probably writing at the house a lot, and and uh, they were, uh, they were learning them right along with me. Hmm. Well, if if you were to hear back from uh, some of our listeners today, and and someone who gets your CD and and, and puts it on, and their their kids are singing back, uh, what what would be the thing that you you'd love to hear from them and think, praise the Lord, that's what I hoped would happen. Wow, what a great question. Uh, I think. I think what I would want them to experience from the music, and I'll go, I'll take it back to Scripture, Colossians three sixteen, letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. A, a component of that is singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. I would just hope that the word, you know, more than just being able to sing it or repeat it and memorize it, that that it would be something that would be. I don't know, would cause conversations in the mm. car on the way here or there, or on, on the way to school or at night before they go to bed. I mean, so the word really does, it, it creates more opportunities for uh, ministry in the home, uh, for parents to be able to engage their kids about this passage that they've been singing or what, what does this mean or uh, that kind of thing. Uh, and I think also I'm, I'm really desirous of being able to see um, churches, kid, children's ministries uh, use these songs in their um, Sunday schools and kids' activities, but also even congregationally, like people being able to, churches really being able to sing the word together. Mm. Um, so I don't know, that that was a multifaceted answer, but... No, it's a good one, and you landed in the in the place I kind of hoped you would, because uh, I know your your church sings them, uh, sings these, these songs during the service and even at the end of the service, and you were saying that there's one you love to close with. Yes. So Revelation 22, uh, 20 and 21, it's the last two verses of Scripture, as I said before. And um, I think that we often just forget 
the end of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already know Jesus is going to return. Uh, the chapter previous, chapter 21, it says uh, he'll wipe away every tear from their eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more pain, no more crying, uh, no more death. He's going to make all things new. And so when you have my church and any church, you've got broken people coming in to worship a great God and a great Savior. Um, What better words to remind us of uh, the coming promise of Jesus uh, making all things new than to sing that these words, uh, he who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming soon. And we respond with a hearty amen, come Lord Jesus, expectantly Mm -hmm. awaiting him to, to return. Amen. All right. Well, Adam Wright, the man behind the corner room, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, David. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. I also want to say thanks to David Wolin for having this conversation with Adam Wright. And if you want to sing these scripture songs with the children around you, then I want you to visit haventoday.org. You can listen to samples. You can even get your copy as our thanks for your gift to the ministry. For more conversations like this, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, help us get the word out. Leave us a five-star review. You can also visit haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover additional episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you again for joining me here on Great Stories.